welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Hi there, and welcome again to the Defender Podcast. Today is March 8, 2022. I'm Rick Morton, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. I just realized today, March 8th, would be the 103rd birthday of my father. Um, and what a special day March 8th is for me because of the incredible impact that my dad was on my life. And um, he was a big shaping factor in God raising up the passion to care for the fatherless uh, because my dad grew up without a dad. Uh, and he was he was an incredible man, a godly man, a a man that made an indelible impact on my life. But I'm just super thankful that um, that he had the conviction that he wanted to be the kind of father that he never had. And so on this day, I I want to honor him and, and want to proclaim to all of you how thankful to God that I am uh, for the dad that I had. Thanks for indulging me for just a little bit. Uh, March the 8th is not only uh, my father's birthday, but it also is uh, International Women's Day. So an incredibly important day around the world, kind of the international version, I guess, of uh, what we in America celebrate on Mother's Day. So in May, we um, we celebrate moms and are mindful of women and how thankful we are for them around the world. That happens in all kinds of forms on International Women's Day. I think until I began to travel globally, I didn't really understand anything about International Women's Day. But as I've had the opportunity over the years um, to be in different places around the globe on March the 8th, what I've seen is that the world really stops and focuses on um, the gift that women are, uh, the contribution that women make to the world continually and how thankful we are for them. And so today we're going to focus a little bit on International Women's Day as uh, as part of the podcast. Uh, Herbie has just returned from a trip to India. And while he was in India, he had the opportunity to be able to sit down with two ladies that are um, friends of Lifeline, dear partners and, and women that we uh, we love and want to celebrate today. And so he had the opportunity to to spend some time with Tara and Satara Monogram. Uh, Tara is the wife or was the wife of Isaac Monogram, Isaac and Tara founded a ministry called Steps Home in Chennai, India. And this is a, um, a home that is focused on celebrating the dignity and the worth of, as they say in India, the girl child. And and so in a society where um, where girls are, are sometimes not valued and not appreciated and esteemed, Isaac and Tara, as people who love the Lord and were um, had a heart for the vulnerable, saw the plight of girls that were being sold into slavery, that were being um, trafficked by their families, that were um, in being enslaved as a result of the needs of their family. And they began to open up a home and to provide a home and to be mom and dad for uh, for an incredible group of girls in the Steps home. And, and so there are uh, there is schooling and education going on. Girls are being sent to school. They're they're learning trades. They're they're being loved. But, m- but most of all, they're being um, shown the gospel of Jesus Christ and and they're being taught the gospel of Jesus Christ 
and they're being built uh, into young women as followers of Jesus who are going to make an impact for Christ in the world. Satara is the daughter of Isaac and Tara Monogram. Satara is a wonderful young woman who is has pursued a degree in social work and has a heart to extend and to deepen the ministry of the Steps Home. Uh, Satara actually spent a month with us back this previous year uh, with us here at Lifeline in completing her internship for her studies as a social worker there in India. And so we're just incredibly thankful for the ministry of Steps Home and, and incredibly thankful for the lives of Tara and Satara Managram and the way that that they reflect Christ um, into the world. And it, it's, it's our distinct privilege to partner with them and we're excited for you to be able to hear from them today. But before we get there, we want to, we want to think a little bit about global orphan care. As we see the needs of vulnerable children around the world every day, we can often feel hopeless to make a difference. But we know that every man, woman, boy, and girl are made in God's image and deserve to be known and to be loved and to know God's goodness. You can be a part of showing others their value in Christ and pointing them toward the life-giving gospel of Jesus by joining us uh, in caring for vulnerable children around the world through our Global Orphan Care Program. You can see our show notes or you can visit lifelinechild.org backslash global dash orphan dash care to find out more about Lifeline's global education ministry. Um, that's uh, lifelinechild.org global dash orphan dash care, or you can just find it in the show notes. And we'd love to point you to all the things that God is doing around the world, including our partnership with Steps Home. And so without further ado, we're going to go to an interview that Herbie did just a few days ago with Tara and Satara Monogram, talking a little bit about International Women's Day, and but also uh, focusing on the work that they do at Steps Home in Chennai, India. It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2023, and I'm coming to you from Chennai, India. Well, today is International Women's Day, and we want to take this opportunity to talk about two ladies who truly are making a difference for the gospel and in the lives of the most vulnerable. We've had the opportunity of knowing the Monogram family for over a decade and partnering with them with Steps Girls Home or Steps Home for the Girl Child. And I'm so grateful actually to be here in Chennai, India uh, with Tara and Satara Monogaram to talk about one, their relationship as mother and daughter, but also the crucial work that's happening here at Steps Homes. One of the things we know is that the Lord is using his image bearers, both men and women around the world, and progressing the passions and heart of the gospel and of, of ministry to the vulnerable through the precious women that bear the image of God. And so it is, again, my great honor to introduce you today to Tara Monogram and her daughter Satara, a mother and daughter who have helped open but also run Steps Home for the Girl Child. They're one of our India Global Partners. And we partner with Steps by advocating for the needs of the girls, by, by coming alongside and supporting uh, emotionally and physically uh, the monograms as they ultimately serve these young women. And we are so grateful, and it's just truly an honor to be able to partner uh, with these beautiful women and, and the beautiful girls that they serve. And so, you know, first, Tara, obviously I know that when the Lord called you first and... Uh, 
as they say, uh, the, the woman is the neck, even if the man is the head and the neck will turn the man, whatever way he will go. I know that you and, and Isaac started this together, but really the Lord birthed steps in your heart. Can you talk about the, the mission of the home and just the driving purpose of the home as well? Hi, Hobi, and all those who are listening, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I just want to tell you that Steps was, began in 2006, and uh, the mission was mainly to rescue kids who were uh, going to be terminated, abused, and trafficked. And uh, our mission was very simple. It was to find foster and free baby girls from the ages of 0 to 5, but now it's uh, different. It's 5 and above. And uh, we just wanted to give the girls a safe home where they would feel the love of Christ and uh, and just feel safe within the walls of their home. And uh, that's what the mission was all about. Yeah, and so talk a little bit about just even the Lord's call specifically on you to help start the home at Steps and, and really just this heart that the Lord planted on you uh, for children and especially the girl child. Uh, the heart that I had for the children began when I was in my teens, um, when I was 13. And I really wanted to adopt children. But then when I got married to Isaac, he was not for adoption. And uh, it was good that uh, I didn't have any biological kids. Because if I did, this situation would have never happened. So since I didn't have biological kids, Isaac and I adopted our two precious babies. Uh, just five years after we got married. And then uh, we got a call from uh, the tribal area in the South India. And uh, there were three girls that were getting uh, killed. So overnight I decided that I should rescue them. And I told them to bring them by bus. And the three became six. And that's how steps began. And the Lord certainly has just continued to grow that vision uh, to see more girls come but not only to come and to find a home, but ultimately to find life in Christ and just a wholeness to see, even in my short opportunity to be able to walk alongside, to see the changes in these young ladies if they've blossomed from little girls into women. Uh, but what did the beginning look like when, when it started? Talk a little bit about that. And, and even how did you overcome fears as you stepped out in faith of knowing that God had called you to do this? Yeah, it was very hard. The beginning was very hard because we had only uh, six kids. And uh, when we went to get permission, they would never give us. The government would say, you have only six, but have 25 kids, then we'll give you permission. But then how do you get 25 kids when you don't have a registered home? So uh, initially, it was just, uh, it was uh, back and forth with the government officials. It was very hard. And then when finally we got the kids and uh, we got the license, uh, dealing with the kids was very difficult because they came from very hard backgrounds and uh, to get them to the level they are today was a big task. Yeah, and knowing too as well in, in India that many times the girl child is looked down upon, uh, you know, really women in general are looked down upon, but you know, I think so long we've talked about that that even a pro-abortion agenda that, that has struck around the world, um, you know, I know Sitara and I were talking earlier that even this this LGBTQ agenda has come to India. All of that is an attack against a woman. 
um, and the dignity of a woman that God created in his image. And we know all the way back from the garden, God created the male and female equal, equal dignity and worth made to bear his image. Uh, talk about some of that and how that really drove your passion on caring for young girls specifically. Why I decided because I was a fourth sibling. My mom had one boy and then had, she had two girls. So when I was born, she was very disappointed. She in fact <laughs> cried when I was born and she refused to nurse me. She refused to take care of me. And I was literally uh, taken care by my maid. So even when, when I was six months old, they couldn't find me and they found me in my maid's house. So, uh, and then about seven months, when I was seven months old, I was almost dying because I was dehydrated and the doctor had to do an emergency surgery where they cut open my ankle and uh, um, gave me glucose. And then that was a turning point for my mom where she said that I would never ever say she said I want a child. Please mm. give her back to me God. And after that it was a different story. I became her special one. But uh, I realized that you know she being an educated, she had finished graduation. If she felt like this, the plight of the girl child would be so different, um, would be so difficult in India. So I had a burden for girl children from a young age, and mm. I think that's why I stuck to having girls. Amen. And it has been such a ministry to these young ladies, but also I think so many around in this community and around really the country have taken, you know, taking recognition and, and seen these young ladies and, and they've transformed lives, not just here in India, but around the world. And obviously you spoke about even the desire to adopt and Satara coming into your home, not only changing your heart, but also changing Isaac's heart and softening his heart to even this whole idea of starting a home that the Lord would bring one day. But now three years after, almost three years after his passing, it, it has been even more burdened upon you both as mom and daughter to really step up and take care of these girls. So, Satara, I would be interested just to get your perspective on just what is that relationship now between a mother and a daughter? Um, now, I think mom and I are like co-parents, I would say. So it's more of like I do the administrative work and she does what she keeps doing, but... Um, our relationship has been focused on the girls since dad's passing. Um, and I think ever since I was little, um, we have always been a family that knew that this was our calling and this mm -hmm. is what we were supposed to do. Um, so I think dad, just looking at dad and um, seeing how he would do things, we would try to do it as close to that as possible, but we also put our own spin on it because as women, I think we have a little more uh, attachment to the girls than um, what was there before. But regarding mom and I, I think we have this very, uh, we fill each other's boxes. Mm. So where she lags, I wake up. Where I lag, she wakes up. And yeah, I think that's how it's been growing ever since that has passed. And we've just been trusting the Lord to guide us. That's the main thing Mm. And what does the community of girls at Steps look like now? And how many girls call Steps home? And talk about the age range and kind of the goals of these young ladies going forward. So we've had about 35 to 40 girls pass through our home. Mm. 
but consistently we've had around 18 and currently we have 15. So um, these 15 have grown up with us, since grown up with me, grown up, like they've, we've seen all stages of life with them. And now the community is like, we have always been a big family, always have had that sort of mindset, not being like, oh, these are girls from the home, this is our family, no, they have free range to everything and um, they have really, really big dreams and goals, just like kids are supposed to have. They are also a group of teenagers right now, so there's a lot of uh, decisions and tough conversations that come with that as well. Um, we we try to speak our mind and also ask them to speak their mind and what they're feeling. But them being teenagers, they do what every teenagers do. So um, we also have pretty good mentors for the girls. Mm. So they come in, they try to, uh, in, not influence, I would say try to shape their minds um, in a good way. Mm. Um, they also teach them how to do Bible study and teach them how to perceive the word, I would say. So they also do have that influence, which we, mom and I are really grateful for the people who step up and do that because um, it's something that we try to tell them, but I think it's better perceived when it comes from an out, outside source. Mm. Um, yeah, we have the normal teenager fights and that comes, oh, this is mine, this is mine. And it's, it's been good because I have grown up with these girls. I have seen, like, I had to change their diapers and now they, we have, like, real mature conversations about their movies and TV shows and boys and a lot of things that happen. So um, I think each and every girl at Steps right now, they have their own, um, they are very different, but... Uh, they make a good team. Mm. They stick out for each other. And some so-and-so that, you know, when we go out or when we do other things, it's very hard for people to enter in because mm. there's this whole, it's like a community. We mm. go as a community, we come as a community. Mm. So um, they are really protective of each other as well. Mm. And especially mom. Like <laughs> they are, they are like a, the wall of Jericho around mom. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's been a good 15 to 17 years seeing mm. the girls grow up and two of them are off to college and it's just amazing to see how God has like, brought them from where they were to mm. they have been baptized, they have accepted the Lord and it's, yeah, it's been a blessing. Like, God has really blessed us. Amen. And I love the the progression and, and, and like you say, from changing diapers yeah. to, to mentoring. But, but certainly while the last three years weren't what we would have hoped they would have been, it has grown that relationship, Tara. I, I'd love from your perspective as well, how that relationship between mother and daughter has grown. I think uh, seeing them and dealing with each one of them, it's made me more passionate mm. and uh, forgiving. They make a lot of mistakes and you know, time and uh, character where they get really emotional. So I've learned to forgive them and give them a chance. <laughs> and then I guess just to what, what has God taught you about the worth and purpose that women have in his kingdom and through this home? So every child is precious mm. and we have to 
I realized that we can't uh, generalize hmm. each child treated differently, and I had learned to accept each one uh, with their faults and hmm. some with their giftings. So each gift is different. Each child, the way they, hmm. you know, and um, the way they greet also is so different. So hmm. everything I learned to accept them as they are, hmm. and. Uh, my favorite verses, uh, he who began good work mm. will continue to do the end. So that's what I think that mm. till the end I want to be with them and mm. till they're off to college and on their own feet, I've decided that I should let go. Amen. Well, certainly we're grateful for uh, Steps Home for the Girl Child. We're grateful for these two wonderful women who serve each and every day, uh, these other women who make steps their home. And as we celebrate International Women's Day, you know, we don't know what the world and the secular world wants to make of International Women's Day. But today we celebrate women that are made in the image of God, that are serving other women made in the image of God to show that as image bearers, we want to care passionately for the gospel to those who are the most vulnerable. And we are so grateful uh, to partner here with Steps Home. And we are so grateful to highlight these two excellent, extraordinary women, women of valor, um, women of faith, Proverbs 31 women, who are making a difference in the lives of young ladies here in Chennai, India. So until next time, God bless you. And thanks for joining us for the Defender Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.